Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Aaron and I uh, escaped out to the mountains for a few days. Uh, we left at like 5.30 in the morning on Wednesday. And uh, man, there was a lot of traffic to be 5.30 in the morning, uh, especially between here and Raleigh. It was, it was nuts. Like both lanes were, were filled with cars that early in the morning. Um, but yeah, we, we love going out to Pigeon Forge and the Gatlinburg area, uh, the Smokies uh, out there. And um, Friday we left from there and, and stayed the night in West Jefferson, North Carolina, Ash County, North Carolina. Uh, one of the biggest Christmas tree providers that there are or is. And, um, and uh, we got ourselves a tree, mom a tree, and a family in Greenville a tree yesterday. Um, so uh, it's, it's great. Um, and we saw Beth Davis uh, and her parents at the tree farm yesterday. Uh, so, so that was cool. Uh, that was a cool thing. Um, all right, so uh, if you want to, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 10. Uh, verse 30. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. That's where we'll be uh, a little bit later. So, <clears throat> And uh, to get started this morning, uh, I, I want to do an activity with y'all today. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to read you a bunch of statements and if you agree, uh, I just want you to simply raise your hand. Raise your hand. Uh, these uh, statements were taken from a website entitled 75 Funny Debate Topics to Make Students Laugh and Think. Um, I, I'm not going to do all 75 uh, with you today. Um, but uh, hopefully you're ready. And uh, like I said, if you agree with what I say, just simply raise your hand. Okay. All right. So number one, a hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. All right. Uh, number two, there's no point in eating French fries without ketchup. Without ketchup. All right. Number three, pepperoni is the best pizza topping. Uh, number four, Coke is better than Pepsi. <laughs> uh, number five, ice cream is better than cake. Uh, number six, McDonald's is the best fast food restaurant. Man, nobody. Oh, all right, well, there's a couple now. <laughs> All right, number seven, chocolate chip cookies are the best kind of cookies. Okay, uh, number eight, you should put cereal in the bowl first, then the milk. <laughs> I had a student in my former youth ministry that did the opposite. She poured the milk in first and then the cereal. That was crazy. I, I went and decided out on a mission trip. Uh, two summers ago, uh, to each their own. Anyway, uh, uh, number nine: dogs are better than cats. <laughs> All right, and finally, I'm just going to do ten of them. Summer is better than winter. Summer is better than winter. 
All right, so what a good way to start off this morning with, with that activity. But it looks like that we are not united uh, on our answers there. Uh, some liked what I said uh, throughout those 10 statements, and, and some did not. But uh, in this world, we often are not united, are we? Uh, I mean, just look at the activity that we just did. And, and there's other things or, or, or views that we differ on, too, like favorite sports teams. Lisa came up to me this morning and said, both of our football teams stink right now. We're both losers, is what she said. But, I mean, Duke's playing with a third-string quarterback. So, and he, he got hurt yesterday. So, like I said last week, I'm thankful it's college basketball season. Whew, man, anyway. Um, but like I said, favorite sports teams, we differ on political parties. Um, you know, who's ready for next year, by the way, 2024? Man, I am not ready for all the uh, endless political uh, commercials and, and ads and stuff that we'll see. Um, you know, some of us like different cars, different cars. And, you know, I just talked about uh, vacation for Aaron and I, but some of us have different opinions when it comes to vacation spots. Um, but, you know, our answers vary. We have different opinions. Uh, but why? why? Why are we like this? Um, I, I think the problem started back at the fall of man. Uh, when Adam and Eve took a bite out of that fruit that they were not supposed to eat from. That's when sin entered the world, and that's when division entered the world. Uh, my friends, because of this, the devil wants to divide us. Do you believe that? That the devil wants to divide us? Um, I mean, he wants us, even as Christians, to be divided. You know, when, when people, you know, I've heard this my whole life, but when people in a church can't decide on the carpet color, do you think the devil is rejoicing because of that? Um, but, um, anyway, so we've been in this series, what's it called? Gratitude. All right, so we, we've been in this series a couple of weeks now, and, and because of our world's division and also its discord, it's a joy to come together and explore the profound theme of gratitude. Because that, talking about gratitude, is the force that has the extraordinary power to bring us together and to unite us. Uh, so the big idea this morning or, or this particular week is uh, there is so much that divides us, but gratitude, gratitude can unite us. Uh, this morning, let's look at uh, one of Jesus' stories or one of his parables. Uh, this particular story or parable looks at division, and it also looks at how an act of gratitude um, united or brought together two different people groups. Okay, are you familiar with the Good Samaritan? So uh, this morning we're, we're going to read about the Good Samaritan. We're going to look at uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter ten, and verses thirty through thirty-five. So Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, 
he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he, when he came to the place and he saw him, passed on, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Through this story or, or parable, what division do we see? You know, Jobs, Jobs was one. Jobs was a, a, a difference that we saw there. Uh, we saw a priest, and we also saw a Levite. You know, a priest in biblical times uh, played a, a key role in the religious system of God's people, a.k.a. the Israelites. Uh, the priest was the intercessor between God and his people, acting as their representative before God the Father himself. Uh, the priest also um, offered sacrifices and, and gifts on behalf of the people to reconcile God's people back to God. Uh, talking about Levites, uh, those who performed subordinate services associated with public worship back in that day uh, in Bible times, uh, they were known as Levites. So in that capacity, Levites were things like musicians, there were gatekeepers, there were guardians, there were temple officials, uh, judges, and also craftsmen. Uh, we also see a big difference uh, through this parable or see some division uh, in culture and also nationality. Uh, we see Jews. Now, the guy that got beat up and, and robbed, uh, he was a Jewish man. Uh, we also see or know that the Levite and the priests, they were also Jewish. And then there was a Samaritan. So what was the big deal between Jews and Samaritan folks? Did they like each other? No. They didn't. Um, so, you know, why, why didn't these sets of people get along? So Jews and Samaritans, um, they didn't get along due to a, a combination of historical conflicts, uh, religious differences, and also some ethnic tensions between the two sides. Uh, the division between the northern kingdom of Israel, including Samaria, and the southern kingdom of Judah, along with events like the uh, Assyrian conquest and the Babylonian exile, contributed to, you know, all this mess that was going on between them. Um, additionally, the Samaritans had uh, distinct religious practices and considered Mount Gerizim uh, their holy site, while Jews, they wanted Jerusalem as their holy site. Uh, these factors, along with social and political competition, fueled a deep-seated uh, enmity between the two different groups. And even, like, I believe to this day, you know, Jews and Samaritans, they don't really see eye to eye, okay? Um, but another difference in the parable that Jesus uh, told was stereotypes, stereotypes. I mean, naturally, we would normally see a person of faith, you know, here being the Levite and the, the priest, that they would naturally help people who were in need. But not in this situation. 
because the Bible, Jesus said in his own story that, you know, um, the priest that came along first and then the Levite, when he came along, they went to the other side of the road and didn't want anything to do with the man, one of their own, a Jewish person who was beat up and was desperately crying out or, or needing help. They went to the other side of the road. But we see something unstereotypical. We see a Samaritan person helping a Jewish person. So what made the Samaritan guy help the Jew? What made? Uh, so maybe he had compassion on, on, on that person. Maybe the Samaritan was thinking of the golden rule that Jesus himself talked about. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew seven twelve, so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. Maybe it was just a random act, act of kindness. Speaking of which, this past Monday was World Kindness Day. Were you kind to somebody last Monday? I hope you were. Hopefully you're kind to somebody every day. But, uh, but I'll tell you why the Samaritan helped the Jew. They had an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. That attitude made the Samaritan help. Gratitude here is not specifically mentioned but it can be inferred as an underlining theme to the story or the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, maybe he thought about how blessed his life was, talking about a Samaritan. Maybe he was thinking, oh, my life is pretty good. Maybe I should help. And maybe he just wanted to pay it forward to the beat-up man. Remember what gratitude means it's the readiness to show appreciation for and also to return kindness. That's what gratitude means. The parable of the Good Samaritan implies uh, that act of kindness should be extended to all people. And gratitude can be a natural outcome of such acts when people appreciate and recognize the positive impact of generosity and compassion in their lives. Gratitude here brought divided peoples together. That's what God wanted then, and my friends, that's what God wants now, to bring divided groups together. Do you think God wants that now, here in the year 2023? Does God want unity? Absolutely, he does. You know, I, I just got to ask this question, but uh, who's ready for heaven? Are you ready for heaven? Everlasting life? Um, you know, I certainly am. And, uh, but that's how heaven's going to be. Every single resident of heaven will be united. We won't care if there's ketchup available for french fries. <laughs> um, we won't care, you know, if we're a Republican or Democrat or Independent or, or whatever. We won't care about stuff like that. Because in heaven, we are all going to be united, and I'm ready for that. But until then, here on this earth, just like it was, just like the scenario was in Jesus' parable, and really in Jesus' own day, we are all divided, even here in the year 2023. But like the Good Samaritan, 
you and I, every single person here, here in person and those watching, we can be small pieces in this large puzzle. We can be the pieces, we can be the lights that practice this G word, gratitude. We can have an attitude of gratitude because like in our big idea this morning, gratitude unites us. You know, this morning, I also want to share with you nine ways that gratitude contributes to unification, to unity. So are you ready to hear the nine different ways? Hopefully you are. Um, So gratitude contributes to unity by promoting empathy. It promotes empathy. What is empathy? It's the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Gratitude encourages individuals to appreciate the efforts and the contributions of other people. This recognition fosters empathy as people become more attuned to the experiences and the feelings of those around them. Empathy is a crucial element in building bridges and understanding diverse perspectives. That's the first one. The second way gratitude contributes to unity, uh, it fosters a positive atmosphere. Gratitude fosters a positive atmosphere. Uh, Expressing gratitude creates a positive and uplifting atmosphere. Um, I mentioned my mom last week, and mom just smiles like 99.9% of the time. Um, But just that that positive smile, um, you know, she creates a positive and uplifting atmosphere for those that she comes across. Uh, When people focus on what the Uh, on what they appreciate about each other, it builds a sense of goodwill and maybe also companionship. This positive energy helps to overcome conflict and promotes a collaborative spirit. So so that's another thing that gratitude does. Uh, It also contributes to unity by strengthening relationships. That's number three, strengthening relationships. Uh, gratitude is, is a power. It's a powerful glue in all different kinds of relationships. You know, think about the close relationships that you have in your life, your friends, your family, your significant other. You know, when people express thankfulness for one another, it strengthens the interpersonal bonds that form the foundation of unity, of being united. It creates a sense of belonging and also mutual respect. Uh, essential elements for a united community. That's what gratitude does. Uh, Just think, if you practice gratitude with every single person that you came across or came in contact with, my prayer is that you do, not just on World Kindness Day, uh, Monday, uh, a week ago, but what if you did that every single day with every single person that you came across? That would strengthen the relationship between yourself and also a total stranger. Think about that when you go into the store, like to the grocery store, you go into Walmart or something. Practice gratitude with every single person that you come in contact with. Uh, Number four, gratitude also encourages collaboration. 
You know, you've heard that word uh, a few times already. But gratitude cultivates a mindset of collaboration rather than competition. When individuals acknowledge the unique strengths and the contributions of others, it becomes easier to work together towards common goals that we have here in this life. This collaborative spirit is, is essential for achieving unity in families, also in communities, and also in society. Students in school that are in this room this morning, or adults, you know, think back to your days in school. Uh, do you remember having to partner up with someone or being a group to work on a particular project? Uh, maybe you had to be lab partners with somebody. Um, did everyone in your group have an attitude of gratitude? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a struggle. Well, we saw a cousin yesterday that was talking about, you know, in her class, she's in nursing school. And they have a project of having, they live in Winston-Salem, but they, uh, they have to go into downtown Greensboro and meet up with homeless folks. And Leah is our cousin's name, and, and she was telling me how some in her class, they said that they would do it, and she was even telling Aaron and I that with iPhones, he can go and change the, the date stamp and the time stamp and that sort of thing. But she doesn't want to cheat. <laughs> uh, she wants to do what she's supposed to do. And she has the attitude of gratitude. But sometimes in that school setting, you know, people are going to find a way to either cheat or get out of it or not even work on it. But, uh, but hopefully... Uh, the people, the students that you were paired up with, they had that attitude of gratitude. And because of that, hopefully you got a good grade. Uh, another way that uh, gratitude unites us is uh, it builds a culture of appreciation. Builds a culture of appreciation. Cultivating gratitude helps build a culture of appreciation. Um, in such a culture, people are more than likely to acknowledge the value of diversity recognizing that each individual builds something valuable or brings something valuable to the table. This appreciation um, pro promotes unity in diversity because, you know, we're all different. Each one of us has different minds and we have different skill sets. That's a cool thing about each one of us, that we have different minds and different school skill sets, so we can bring to the table different ideas, different thoughts, different skills to whatever we're meeting about or working on. You know, Seth and I, two different people, um, but, you know, we might be thinking about something here at the church, you know, getting some ideas or something together. Uh, I have my personal ideas and opinions, and I might think of something, and I'm like, man, what a great idea I had. Um, but then Seth can speak up, and he can give his thoughts. I'm like, man, that's even better. So that, that's great. But I appreciate those thoughts and ideas that Seth or whoever I'm working with might have because it might be better than my own. But that's what gratitude brings to the table. All right, so we're over halfway through this list. Uh, number six, gratitude unites us by healing divisions. Healing divisions. Gratitude serves as a healing balm 
uh, for wounds caused by misunderstandings and also conflicts. When individuals express gratitude, it opens the door to reconciliation and it opens the door to forgiveness. Uh, This healing process is essential for overcoming divisions and rebuilding trust with other people. I know it's not recorded, but think about what must have been going through that Jewish man's mind when he woke up in an inn and he, he found out that a Samaritan person paid for him to be there so he could nurse his wounds and get back to health, the full health that he needed. I wonder what went through his mind. Maybe he, he thought, oh, you know, a Samaritan saved me? Oh, they must not be that bad. Maybe he was like that. But see what I'm talking about? Ha- gratitude. Having that attitude of gratitude. Having that compassion and that kindness and everything towards this beat-up man. Even though their people groups did not get along. It heals. Gratitude heals divisions. That's what gratitude does. Number seven, gratitude also cultivates a sense of abundance. Uh, Gratitude shifts focus from what may be lacking to what is present and what is also valuable. This mindset of abundance counters feelings of scarcity and also competition. When people feel grateful for the abundance that's in their lives, they are more likely to share and they're more likely to collaborate, fostering this thing that we've been talking about this morning called unity. So we looked at a a bunch, uh, or this next one, uh, number eight, a bunch this morning, but gratitude brings us to unity by encouraging acts of kindness. Gratitude encourages acts of kindness. Gratitude often prompts individuals to pay kindness forward. That's what it does. Uh, When people feel appreciated, they are more likely uh, inclined to extend that appreciation to other people. Acts of kindness create a positive cycle that strengthens the fabric of a unified community or community or group. I know I talked about this a little bit earlier when we went over the, the parable of the Good Samaritan and, you know, why the Samaritan did what he, he did to this beat-up, uh, robbed Jewish man. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, maybe he just wanted to pay it forward. Maybe he just wanted to pay it forward. He wanted to pass on an act of kindness to someone else, even if it was a complete stranger, even if it was a Jew. He wanted to do something uh, to, to pay it forward to this totally strange uh, person. Have you ever paid it forward to somebody? You know, that often happens a lot in a drive through uh, at a fast food restaurant or, or maybe at Starbucks. Man, when, when someone comes to that window and tells me my food has been paid for or my coffee drink has been paid for, man, that's awesome. Um, and, and I asked why, and they're like, oh, they just paid for you. 
And I'm like, oh, so what did the next person get? Oh, like $20 worth? Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, I've, I've done that before, like where I just keep it going. But, you know, sometimes I wonder, sometimes I wonder, I was like, how many cars did this happen? That the people keep paying it forward. Do you often wonder that yourself? Um, has that happened to you where someone has paid for you and you kept it going? Raise your hand if that's happened to you. All right, awesome. Um, but I, I love the, the pay it forward thing. That's great. And lastly, gratitude drives us to unity by providing perspective. This is number nine, providing perspective. Gratitude encourages individuals to reflect on their blessings and consider the bigger picture that's out there. This broader perspective can lead us to a greater understanding of shared goals and values, helping to bridge gaps and also promote unity. But in this broken world, man, it's hard to look past number one. We live in such a selfish world that it's hard to look past number one. But if we, if we look past us, maybe even past our family or our friend group, and we looked at the bigger picture that's out there and how we all, every single one of us, needs to be united, wouldn't that be something? If we looked at everyone, not just number one, not just our immediate family, not just our friend group, but if we looked at all and just wondered, man, wouldn't it be great if every single person would be united? That would be really something. But with this point, I think it definitely provides perspective. You know, think about every single person under the sun. That's the big picture that we all need to be united. So there you have it. Nine different ways gratitude serves as a unifying force. Just a, a simple review. You know, we, we've talked about this morning how it promotes empathy. It, it fosters positive relationships. It encourages collaboration and also heals division. Embracing a mindset of gratitude can contribute significantly to building a more united and a, more, and a world that's just full of harmony. In closing this morning, I want to share with you a passage that the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Galatians. I think it sums up both unity and gratitude very well. It's found in chapter 3 in the book of uh, Galatians in verse 28, and I'm sure a lot of us ha has heard this verse before, but it says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, there's neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in who? Christ Jesus. You know, from this passage, we see many differences but the point is that we are all one in Jesus. We're all different. 
you know, we, we have seen in this verse and other things that we have looked at today that we have differences. We are, you know, we are not united in a lot of things in this life and in this world. I mean, we can look around this room even and see that we are all different. We all have different clothes on. Uh, some of us have hair, some of us don't. Some of us have color to our hair, some of us don't. But we are all different. But we all need to be one in Jesus. We need to be united in Jesus. I think practicing an attitude of gratitude brings us closer to Jesus. You know, Jesus wants you and I to be gracious. He wants us to give that charis. Do you remember that word? I've kind of said it the last two weeks. That he freely gives us, and if you don't know that word charis, it simply means grace. We do this from being kind. We do this from showing compassion to people. We do this by practicing the golden rule. Do unto others as you want done to yourself. We have seen this morning that gratitude, both receiving and giving, it unites us. So why don't you start uniting with those around you, with the world around you today? You know what to do in order to do it. So do it. Let's practice gratitude with every single person that we come across. Let's pray. God, uh, we, we love you. We just thank you so much for uh, an, another awesome reminder when it comes to this subject of gratitude. It's not very hard in this world today to know that we are uh, divided we are all different in the ways that we think or in the ways that we look. But God, I, I pray that each of us will have the heart of the Good Samaritan. We know in this world that um, there's different people groups, there's different cultures, there's different races. There's other people who are not Christians. Maybe they practice in another religion. But God, my challenge for myself and every single person here is that we will have the same heart of the Good Samaritan. That we will live this life with an attitude of gratitude and just help our fellow man, help our fellow woman, just help every single person that we come across. Treat everybody the same in the ways that we want to be treated. Thank you, God, for uh, the, the nine different things that we looked at today of how gratitude brings us to unity. And let us use those in our everyday life. Again, thank you so much for this reminder. Week three uh, of how we can just bring gratitude into the picture. Yes, Thanksgiving is this week. It's, it's a very popular time to, to talk about something like gratitude, but let it not just be this week. Not, let it not just be during the month of November, but always. Be with us now. We pray all this in your name. Amen.